Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com, and I'm joined by Robert DeFleece tonight to talk about a pay-per-view quality episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how are you doing tonight? There were some WrestleMania elements to this show tonight, Colin, and I'm very excited to talk about it with you. Yeah, I mean, this was one of those shows, even beforehand, I knew we, we were in for something special. Uh, we, we had a universal title match, we had an inter- intercontinental title match, and then right before the show, they announced a six-person man ta- six person tag team match with the Street Profits and Bianca Belair team up to face uh, Bailey and the Dirty Dogs, so we, like top to bottom. A very fun show. I'm very much looking forward to it. Before we get into it, I remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of uh, audio streaming po- uh, platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Leave a like, subscribe, make sure to tune in, and we just we appreciate your support, uh, however you show it. So, Robert, Universal Title Match, pay-per-view quality. It doesn't even begin to describe it. This was something special. I saw some match of the year speculation, and it's all it's only April, but. This is, I mean, especially for WWE, like, I'm sure by the time December comes around, this will be at the top of that list, because these two guys at the top of their games, admittedly at different stages in their careers, but, uh, man, this was something special, you know, and I got the impression, I mean, we we know that Dan O'Brien's been talking about it recently, where he's really preparing to to transition into uh, a role as a part-time wrestler, but you could just kind of tell, or maybe I was projecting, but he was going all out here, he was throwing everything he had in this match, and I couldn't help but think, you know, this might be it. This might be is like his last real, like the, I guess I should say like kind of the culmination of his run as a, as a full-time wrestler here. Um, and I, and he just, he delivered so much, but I, I couldn't help but think that he took a suplex on the floor. He did a flip when he got clothesline, he took a power bomb off the top rope. And I'm, Robert, you and I have talked about it before. There, there are matches sometimes where you, you feel like the outcome's inevitable. So that can kind of take away some enjoyment, but this one, I felt pretty sure Roma was going to win, but I had that little, you know, that little scratch at the back of my mind, like maybe, just maybe, Dan O'Brien will win, but he did not. Raymond Reigns won this one. He made Dan O'Brien pass out with the gay team, but this one got time. It was like roughly 30 minutes. It was a great main event. I enjoyed it a lot. What say you, Robert? This was as good of a match as you can get on free TV in front of no live audience in any promotion anywhere ever, and... Both these men worked very hard. Daniel Bryan really wrestled this match like it was his last. Now, remember, this is only a banishment from SmackDown, so I do think we will be seeing Daniel Bryan on other programming. But Roman Reigns breaking out the new theme song, which I will say I'm surprised that didn't get premiered at WrestleMania. Uh, This match was everything you could ever want. These two men have a chemistry. That is like lightning in a bottle. Whenever they get together, it feels special. It feels like a big deal. Daniel Bryan is the scrappy underdog that Roman Reigns needed to kill. Uh, Cesaro coming out after the match to try to save his friend. There is a concerto there, which seems like a, a shot at edge. A lot happening here, and I loved all of it. I thought it was great. Um, and we did see uh, Cesaro coming out there. Uh, he kind of got brushed aside last week, and I know a lot of people had a problem with that. But this week, it was pretty clear that, you know, if Dan O'Brien fell, Cesaro was going to be the next man up, uh, at least temporarily. Um, we did see confirmation that Cesaro will face uh, Seth Rollins again next week. I have to imagine he'll win that one, uh, and he might wind up facing uh, – Cesaro might find up facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I definitely do do think that there was some – some shot at edge there on Roman Reigns' part with a concerto. Also, I do think that's, you know, to a, a pretty much officially write off Dan O'Brien. And yes, he is banished from SmackDown. 
obviously it's not like a loser leaves WWE kind of thing. You know, he very well may end up on NXT. I think that'd be a great spot for him to work with younger talent. Rock could certainly use him. Uh, you know, that's that's just that's just a fact. Yeah, Rock could absolutely use him. Uh, but I think an NXT run would make a lot of sense uh, when he does come back. I, I definitely imagine he'll want to take some time off if he is trans- transitioning into this part-time role. Uh, I would imagine that that he'll take some time off and come back a couple months. But we're definitely seeing some support here for this main event. Uh, Eddie Zahari saying, "Great main event." Dana Bryan will take time off. Can't wait for Retro SmackDown. Yes, Retro SmackDown was announced for next week. Uh, we, no details really, really confirmed. Of course, WWE has done old school Raw in the past. They've done a number of things like that. But SmackDown doesn't always receive that kind of thing. So a retro edition of SmackDown next week. Lots of jokes about bringing back the fist. Not going to necessarily go there, but Robert, it seems like people want the fist for next uh, week. I legitimately um, was the first thing I asked when I saw this was, will there be a fist? Not knowing, I, I didn't see the spot, so I didn't realize that they literally just showed the 99 logo. And then like 1980s yellow font underneath. So now I'm just thinking they're going to do the whole, okay, it's throwback Smackdown. Maybe we'll call Mickey James. I don't Oh, maybe we'll call some people <laughs> that we, you know, have just alienated. Yeah, like, uh, uh, reminds me of when the Bella Twins came back in 2013 for old school Raw after only being gone eight months and then had the best run of their careers. So who knows what throwback SmackDown can bring. I would like a fist. I don't know if we get a fist in the uh, Thunderdome. But I, I'd like, I think, realistically, for many people... SmackDown is a fist. And I think think that's an iconic stage setup. Who do you call for this one? I don't know. I saw Hogan again. Do we really need to see Undertaker? I I, I always want to see Undertaker. I'll just say that. But uh, we need to, who can you call? Like, who is available? I don't know. And I saw tweets saying like, oh, who associated with SmackDown would you want to see come back for this? And I just don't know. I, th- I think I, you, you, I, I guess the Undertaker comes to mind. Um, not really Hulk Hogan for me. And that like we just saw him. So I wouldn't feel very special in that sense. Um, I don't I thought I thought of Mark Henry, I guess, like for me. Mark Henry. Thought- yeah. I, which is like crazy that like the hall of pain is considered this old Retro school thing, thing yeah. now yeah, yeah which uh, that's, that's a different thing well maybe we can get christian or uh maybe we can get the big show <laughs> or uh like i don't know who do, we, who do we call here i see in the comments somebody suggesting john cena i want john cena back full time <laughs> i wow that's a bold take this product needs John Cena. I listen. The man is graceful in every interview he does and says, well, WWE is thriving without me. They're not. <laughs> They're like the pro- They might be making more money, but the product is severely hurting. I don't know who you can bring back. I see somebody here saying Goldberg. Uh, yeah, because we've got that Goldberg... Uh, uh, Roman Reigns match that we need to book from last year's WrestleMania that we need to get to at some point. Uh, do we have like a Sergeant Slaughter? Do we have uh, uh, somebody here saying Jimmy Uso? I mean, yeah, he's been gone for over a year. It's, uh, listen, Brock Lesnar won't sure come not. back in front of nobody. No. Sky Duhati works for them, so he should. Yeah, Rikishi's an option. Uh, DJ yeah, Rikishi's an option. Here. You know, uh, the- I guess they could get the rock to like 
Skype in or something. I don't know. The like, Rock is busy running for president on NBC. <laughs> don't you don't you watch the product? Like, um, look, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, uh, we got some comments for Edge. I guess at this point that would make sense. Um, you know, obviously Edge. JBL has- is one that they absolutely should bring. Yes, Laura Laura Rock saying JBL. I think that makes sense very much. Uh, I, at this point, I'll predict maybe JBL. Uh, and Edge, you know, even if it's like just well, a promo. What's Heidenreich doing these days? Anybody got any tabs on Heidenreich? Where is Luther Reigns? These are the names from Smack that history that we need. Where is, uh, like, who really, who do you call? Like, what do you do here? You know, um, Chavo? Chavo available? Teddy Long will probably get a book a tag match, even if it's from the Thunderdome. Can't have Vicky Guerrero, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I guy on that one. Can I move Jeff Hardy to SmackDown? Move Jeff Hardy to my television screen. Where is Jeff Hardy? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man. Oh. Uh, you know what? Now you. that we just ran this down, I'm not sure throwback SmackDown is a good idea. The problem with this is that Raw has so much history to draw on, so you can bring in Sergeant Slaughter, all these people that appeared in the 90s or whatever. But SmackDown, you know, it has less history. It debuted in 1999. So, and uh, Robert, you, we ran through some of the names, you know, whether they left for AW or whatever it may be. A lot of big names, like, just aren't there, you know, and I don't know how they can necessarily counteract that. Now, there are options, obviously, if there are people from the mid 2000s. So we got an comment for Rico. Uh, that's one Triple H. That, Real, that, obviously, he's Rico. There. I mean, Billy and Chuck would be great. You can't get one of them, but yeah. you know, it, Triple H, Triple H, and Sean should be on this show. And the reality is, they won't be doing a specific throwback SmackDown. It'll be a, a WWE throwback edition of SmackDown, so they could have Tito Santana. For all we know, I mean, yeah. like, I, it, it's it's hard. I don't know who you could. Possibly on the show, uh, Flair, but Charlotte's doing stuff on Raw. But King Rex Booker's not tied to it, you know. So that's uh, that's a good one, King Booker. I can King see Booker that. like that. I don't know, man. I just like they announced it, and I was like, oh, that's cool, because I used to like the old school Raws. But now, yeah, we're running through it, and I'm like, realistically, especially, I don't know who they could bring in to make it really special. I mean, even Vince McMahon, like maybe, but you know, I don't know. I I hope I'm hopeful they'll be able to swing some. Some at least interesting names, so it's not the usual like group of people. Uh, but we're, we're getting more uh, love for the SmackDown Fist here. Uh, yes, so we need to bring back the SmackDown Fist, as our friend James Espanto says. He's a faithful fan of the show. We appreciate the fact that you watch every episode, James. Thank you. Uh, we do need the Fist. We do. I think at this point, I would settle on no wrestlers and just Fist. Like that, you be, know, like yeah. We if need they don't something. get anybody, that'd be fine. If they can get Kane to crawl out of the uh, city hall that he's in right now, let's do Kane. If Mick Foley isn't too busy lobbying for an all-women's brand on Twitter, maybe he can uh, do it. Uh, l- let me backtrack there. That sounds like I'm against what he's lobbying for. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I find it very weird that Mick Foley is just out here on Twitter campaigning for the women. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that, that was especially in, in response to Mickey James saying that she had pitched that and she was essentially told, like, women's wrestling doesn't make money. And, and that's a whole nother can of worms. But I think he was just kind of trying to show some support for the idea. It's a can of worms that we can open considering we're a SmackDown show and the SmackDown women just headlined WrestleMania. There's something there that doesn't add up. 
you know, but what, what can you do? Bring back Jim what? Johnston permanently. Yeah. You know, we, I see one here that says, bring him back for next week. No, bring him back. <laughs> we miss him. He was great. Great theme songs from Jim Johnston. But uh, back to SmackDown overall here. We can talk more about the retro show in, uh, later on. Uh, we got Bit Milligan saying, I like the show tonight. I give it a nine. It was definitely a good show. So we got this great main event, and I, I know I enjoy it a lot. Uh, we got an IC title match with Biggie and Apollo Crews. And I, I like this. I uh, kind of had to in- inevitably feel that, you know, Commander Aziz would get involved. And because I, I assumed we would get this match at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, we got the, the DQ finished when Commander Aziz got involved again. And I had to assume that, you know, w- that will lead to just yet another Biggie and Apollo Crews match at Backlash. That's not what I didn't want. But thankfully, Robert, Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews, sorry, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out. So it does look like we, we're kind of uh, on the road to potentially getting a fatal four way here. And that would be fun. Another Big E and Paul Cruz match would not be very much fun, but a fatal four-way with four of SmackDown's top guys, I think that'd be really cool. Now, what needs to happen here is they need to do one more next week. It needs to be in the blue bar cage for throwback SmackDown. And then we can do the fatal four-way at the pay-per-view, which, by the way, should devolve into Kevin and Sammy fighting overall for the IC title because that's a good time. I'm looking forward to that four-way. Well, we'll see what we get here. Uh... This is like the eighth match between them. Yep. Just for the Intercontinental title. You know, and it's good. They have chemistry. They're they'll be linked together forever in the same way that like I think Andrade and Umberto Carrillo fought about 20 times before the pandemic, just last year alone. And we need more of that. So I I think this feud is good. I want them to do one blow off cage and then we can kind of move on. I don't know. I, I think if we can kind of build up here and get this four-way, um, granted, you know, you hope for some closure, but they have faced off so much. Like, you know, I would say for me, I would want to see this fatal four-way at, uh, at WrestleMania Backlash and then move on. Although, Robert, I had a question tonight, like, and this is more of a general commentary, just of, you know, when you have this weekly product, when you're on TV every single week, and if you're a guy like Biggie, what do you do after you lose, like I think we talked about it kind of uh, before and after WrestleMania, like, you know, he was IC champion. He lost. Now, if, if we're saying this is what he might be doing for WrestleMania Backlash, probably going to lose that. What then? Like, I don't know where I see. I mean, I, I thought months ago he should feud with Seth Rollins. So I guess at this point for me, that's his best next path on SmackDown. But otherwise, like, I don't know. It just feels like he's kind of floating around uh, a little aimlessly here, you know, beyond this IC title. No, because he can always win a battle royal and fight Roman Reigns at SummerSlam or Extreme Rules or wherever. I think where he goes next, win, lose, or draw is up to Roman. Or I mean, they've got to build him up more. These like this guy just lost to Apollo Cruz like twice. Realistically, though, we live in, in a world where. Hey, we put him over in the battle royal. That means he's number one contender. It's not good enough, Robert. It's not. Listen, we're not talking about whether or not it's good enough. (laughs) We're talking about what they'll do. If it was good enough, Big E should have honestly maybe had that match with Roman at WrestleMania. Who knows? You know, I think SummerSlam, Big E Roman, inviting fans back on a permanent basis, Big E winning the Universal Championship for Roman Reigns. It sounds pretty good to me, it but does. that's just that's just fantasy booking. But if, if, well, they, if that's even an option on the table, they've got to like kick it into high gear and really start making Biggie 
he feels like a big player, but like in terms of the way he's actually like presented, like again, he's lost to Ball Cruz twice now. Uh, it's already this is the last day of April here, so like they got to really, you know, some sometimes not that far away. So if they do want to go that that direction, I want to see them really start to kind of set up a little bit more. He needs to go on a vision quest to find his last name, okay? <laughs> and his last name will take him to the Universal Championship at SummerSlam because the name Langston is a name that commands respect. It does. It's a good name. Uh, right. We're getting some more uh, some comments about the opening of the show. You know, we're getting uh, Biggie and Apollo is good. We've seen it a lot, so it's, it's starting to feel a little redundant. We did get a fun six-person tag team match to start the show. Like I said, we saw Bianca Belair and the Street Profits team up to face Bailey and Dirty Dogs. Robert, it's still a crime that they took Robert Roode's theme song away from us, but we must move on from that, and I'll, I'll miss it forever. But uh, I enjoy this match a lot. It's always fun having the Street Profits out there to open the show. Uh, I, I really like just the energy and the chemistry of with Bianca and the Street Profits. I just think they're uh, obviously a natural combination. Um, and I'm, I always enjoy getting to see them uh, work together. So we got to see them. Uh, with the, uh, Montez Ford protected the win here. And I say it pretty much every time we talk about him. This guy is going places. He's got the look. He's got. He's so good in the ring. Diving all over the ropes. Doing this amazing frog splash. And I know you're going to say, don't sleep on Dawkins. And I keep doing it. I, but my gosh, I love I Mo- say Montez it Ford. out of it's respect great. to the man who has grinded away in a performance center since its inception. Don't sleep on Dawkins. But realistically, Montez Ford is a godsend to the world of entertainment. That springboard frog splash is up there with RVD. And imagine this. You put six wrestlers together that know how to wrestle. And they do a wrestle. And it's good. I mean, imagine that. Bailey is one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Bianca Belair oozes star power. Robert Roode, it's a crime that he hasn't headlined WrestleMania. Dolph Ziggler, same thing. Street Profits are great. This is great. It was great. And I, I did note, uh, like DJ Cassier saying here, that uh, they the, before the match, they kind of uh, interrupted each other's entrances. It wasn't your typical, like, talk and then, you know, match set up necessarily uh bianca belair came out and then she was interrupted by the dirty dogs and then the, the street profits came out logically and then bailey came out as well and then rather than kind of talking 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 bianca just kind of like dropped bailey and then they started fighting and that started the match i like that kind of slight uh departure from what we we're so used to seeing and you know it feels like raw every week it starts talking for like 20 minutes or if not at least 15 this was at least we got we got the action pretty quickly and i think that's usually a, a recipe for success uh you know for for any good show and like this one especially it was a great way to start the show with a fun match and end with a, this this great main event so i liked it a lot friend of the show iridian fierro saying it was the best possible way to open the show and i agree this is like couldn't ask for better i, I like this a lot well, um, the best possible way to open the show would be like oh my god there's fans again and oh my god like they're merging the tag division but no this was pretty good given the realism right. of what we've been given here the best realistic way to start the show. yeah i'll, I'll give you that look I I can't say enough good things about the six people who are in this match. And the only crying shame to me is that we're in an era where we have just accepted the fact that Dolph Ziggler will never be a star. We've just accepted the fact that Robert Roode won't be a star. Because these two guys are as main event as it comes, and they should be headlining cards. Yeah, they should. Well, okay, I will say at this point, like, I'm sorry. I used to be the biggest fan of Dolph Ziggler, but at this, I don't know, like, 
<laughs> you know <laughs> what like it beyond is? Redemption it, at this point, man. I they don't know. beat you down for 10 years. Yeah. How can you possibly be an, a fan? I, you know, I, I'm a fan just because I, I always will remember the good days. And same thing with Bobby Roode. I've been a fan of Bobby Roode. I thought he could have been headlining Mania like when he was in TNA. So yeah. it really, I hope he gets that chance one day. But the Street Profits are so good. The Street Profits, Montez Ford's Frog Splash. Go look it up. He did a springboard. Five stars at least. Ford is great. He's he's amazing. I really sincerely think he's going places. Like, and if 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 WWE squanders his potential, like I, I'm gonna be <laughs> like really they did upset. with Ruder Ziggler. <laughs> I know, I, but uh, at least okay. I will say, based on what we've seen in the past, you know, Robert Rude comes in. He's already what like mid to late thirties, and for WWE, I don't. I, you know, they don't really push people. They bring in like at that stage, like you know, they already kind Damian of Priest. Try okay, another um, argument. Well, all right. you're right. You're right. You're Just right. shut you down, right? <laughs> right there. Eric Young. I was like, counter All right, that. fair enough. Fair enough. If I feel like a lot of the time, not every time, because Damon Priest, I will say, you know, in a different way, like, I feel like his, his look is enough to kind of counteract it. Whereas for Robert Rude, maybe not, at least at least for the, the people in powers, you know, and, and their mindset. I don't know. But do you like this comment from Herman Takar? Ford will be a top superstar next year. I certainly hope so. This guy, oh, he needs to just do good, do good things. Well, the, the issue is, if we take Ford and we make him a top star, that means we're splitting up another tag team. And if you just watch TNT on Wednesday night, you'll understand that tag team wrestling can be something special. It doesn't. It shouldn't always have to be. Well, we have to have one or the other. Why can't you have both? I I I know, man. Like they, I hope that we talked about it last week. I I hope they can find a way to like build better teams, treat tag team wrestling better. Because like, yeah, you look around the business and like AEW is doing great tag teams, other companies doing great tag teams, and like WWE, like it's still the same stuff. Where yeah, it's very much framed like, all right, one of these people is going to do great things, or at least good things, and one of them is not. And, you know, and so if in the event that the Street Profits break up, you have to, like, worry that Angelo Dawkins, like, I don't know. It's talented one as person is. will get Jeanettied. One person will be right. Shawn Michaels. It's just, yeah, I love that it's a verb. Now, uh, let's take care of a couple of comments here because we are interactive. Some uh, DJ Cassier asking, why don't we think that Ziggler and Rude got released? Because they were champions following spring cleaning you wouldn't you would know that if they cared about their tag division and also i think while wwe has had a tendency to get rid of some top stars because you need good hands that can work with anybody and ziggler will have a job for life and robert root can work with anybody uh james asking put dawkins with velveteen dream pal i don't think they're putting anyone with velveteen dream unless somebody goes down with the with an injury and they need to uh break glass and just use him out of necessity yeah i mean i think we and, and maybe John and I briefly talked about on the NXT show. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Velveteen Dream, one of those guys that, whether there's truth to it or not, definitely surrounded by a lot of, you know, negativity and uh, accusations that, you know, there's just, I don't know. You have to think, like, if there's smoke, there's fire, and they're better. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those weird, like, unclear situations. He's been absent for quite a while now, and I'm not sure where that's going. And I have to agree with Robert that whatever the case may be, I don't know 
I don't know what the future holds for him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I hope that ideally they'll find a good usage for both Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. I just, based on the, the pattern of tie games we've seen, I don't feel very optimistic about that. Uh, again, I just really do hope that Montez Ford will do great things because he just has star renewal over him, great in the ring, and I, I like him a lot. If uh, we could like bulk him up a little bit, like I'm not saying he's got to be like, not full big enough. Not saying like he's got to be full rock on a cheat day, <laughs> but like maybe rock in like 2002, 2003. That just makes him even more of a star. I'm not saying he needs it, but imagine you throw in that element of like, okay, now he's put some pounds on him. Wow, it's fair. I think maybe, you know, I, I think of Seth Rollins back in the day. Like when he was in Shield, he was pretty lean. And then like overnight, he put on muscle and like, and he took off. So, hey, maybe, maybe something similar in there is uh, in the works for Montez Ford. Uh, as much as I like Montez Ford, Robert, there's something on the show I did not like so much. And that was the tag team match between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Natalia and Tamina. I am just done with this feud. I don't. I guess I, I think I saw the, that they had faced off in some combination. Six times. Six yeah, times in eight. I, like, Sean Ross out of Fightful tweeted that out. I'm like, oh, my God. Six times in April. And they only started working together, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at WrestleMania? Yep. That's insane. That's, but that, you know that what? They're going with it. People are behind this team. At this point, I'm getting worried. It almost feels like... How they had Roman debut a new theme song in front of nobody. Don't put these belts on these girls in front of nobody when you had a crowd actually chanting for Tamina. Like, I know. Come on. It's crazy. It's crazy. Tamina I just, deserves better. I'll, I'll give her that. She does. Uh, yeah, I, I, it remains this weird, like, I just don't understand. Like, if this is this remains the direction that they've been going, like, why not do it at WrestleMania? And then, like, then you could have, you know, flipped, flipped the script and had Baszler and Jack challenging and chasing the titles up until the pay-per-view after WrestleMania and then likely splitting them. But, like, this, this has just been redundant. And you know, I never mean to entirely critique, but, like, like yeah, the six, six times in one month is, is just crazy. And we still got Reginald in there. Herman Dakar is saying, "Poor Reginald, he's he's still roped in there as well." Poor Reginald, what? what poor Reginald, he's making <laughs> money on global television. Poor me, I, I want to I want to be in that position. Like he went from being nobody to making money. He's outworked Carmella this year. Carmella just spoke on the Bellatrons podcast very openly about they're not doing much with the women, and I agree. Yeah. We need to do a little bit more with the women. And I hope that we get there soon. I'm not against them putting the belts on Natty and Tamina, as crazy as it seems. Even though I think the Riot Squad's right there, you know? But hey, like, Natty and Tamina have gotten themselves to this level. I think they deserve a title run. They do. And uh, Nesha Curse in the comments saying, give them the belts already. I'm like, yeah, you know, we talked about it leading up to WrestleMania. I'm not necessarily, like cheering for them to get the belts but they deserve them and i would have to assume that if they get the titles they will that would likely mean that jackson and Baszler are splitting up so that would definitely be worth it for me we've talked about it a lot like they need to split up it's well past time my gosh shane Baszler took another pin tonight and like this this woman's being like actively buried and i don't say that lightly she has lost like cleanly it feels like several weeks in a row at this point and it boggles my mind. Like, what are they doing? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, 
Jenna Baszler is fastly becoming like, and I'm going to compare her to Umaga because that's the name that came to mind where when you're undefeated, you're a monster and nobody can beat you. And as soon as you eat that first three count, you are forever the completely beatable monster that they put in front of everybody to make a point when they need a, a strong win. Put up this comment from Eddie Zahari, a faithful viewer of the show, asking what we think about Mick Foley's idea for an all-women's brand. Look, I I think I'm going to go with what Lance Storm said in comment to this. If you put all of the women on one show, and you put it on, let's say, Hulu or a platform that isn't as big as Raw or SmackDown, it gives people credence to say, well, look, it didn't draw. And then if you keep the top women away from that and the all-women show becomes a female main event, I, I, I think it it's definitely something that could work. But you have to change the perception of everything before you go into an idea like this. And I'll say this, you don't need to do it if you just book the women like stars. Yeah. If you feel like you need an all-women's brand just to see more women, that's not because it's a good idea. It's because they're not doing enough with the women. And as we've seen with 205 Live, sometimes uh, designated brands like this don't go as far as they should. So I don't know if I'm fully behind it, but I am fully behind the idea of doing more with women. Oh, 100%. 100%. I just, this is something that's been in like, it's been debated for quite a while. Um, and I think 205 Live is a great comparison where like, yeah, you know, everybody wanted to see the cruiserweights and, and give them their own show and then they can, they can showcase what they can do and it'll be great. And now, like, I think most people are surprised that 205 Live is still a thing because like, it's not this, you know, prominent show. It's not really featured. It's, it, they're still doing it, but, you know, and it's, it's only on, I guess at this point, it's only on Peacock. And like, yeah, if if they do the same for a woman's show, like if it, what, I like the Hulu comparison, what, whatever it may be. And in a world where, in the wrestling world where ratings are everything, like, yeah, that, that's a pretty easy, you know, road to like, oh, it's not drawing, so it's not successful. Like, it is this weird, you know, mixed bag of a situation where like, yeah, you want to see the woman doing great things and you want to see them, you know, have that spotlight. Um at the same time, I just, yeah, I, I don't know if they would have Charlotte or Becky or whoever, or Bianca or Sasha on the, on the woman's show. So that would become like a main event kind of thing. And then at that point, it's like, what is the point? You know, I like the idea of doing a woman's pay-per-view. I think that'd be a very good idea. As Nando was saying, a woman's pay-per-view, a one-night tournament, like Queen of the Ring. That's a great idea. I think they need awesome. to... They need to start utilizing Peacock and doing these one-off events like King of the Ring, like Queen of the Ring, like Mixed Match Challenge, like Evolution. There's so many things you can do with Peacock. They need to bring back Saturday Night's main event that was great. as like uh, quarterly events. I, there, there's a lot that can be done. I do want to see more done with the women. I do miss the Riot Squad. I do think that the release of the Iconics was egregious. I do think it's a shame that they can't do more with the women they have. And I hope that we see that corrected. Yeah. I mean, I have to think that they're going to start uh, using Peacock, like you said, Robert, using it more. They had, they've done, or at least like, you know, just kind of uh, sporadically, they did WWE Network exclusive events. If you remember Smackville, that was a thing that happened. It was a Smackdown exclusive show. They did stuff like that. So I have to think that will be coming uh, for Peacock. You know, we are very early in, in the Peacock transition. Like they're still kind of, 
you know, getting used to it. Granted, it's already at the end of April. So, you know, that excuse is quickly losing steam. But I have to think they'd be kind of f- foolish not to um, it, to not use Peacock for exclusive events for, you know, the equivalent of, of another Smackville or whatever. I mean, I love the idea of Queen of the Ring or Saturday Night's Main Event. All these things that could happen. Uh, Eddie Zahar here saying, do the Mayon Classic again. That'd be great. Bring in the they, Okay, so they were going to. And then know. pandemic. Yeah. Like, these things happen. It is unfortunate. But, you know, hopefully, you know, now the wrestling world is very slowly returning to some semblance of normalcy. So maybe something like that would be. We'll have this conversation again in August. And I think a May Young Classic will be on the table. I think so. I definitely, at the very least, I think Evolution 2 is very much has to be on the table. And I still. Well, if you believe Mickey James, it's not. (laughs) But it should be. It should be. And Stephanie McMahon will always give you the politically correct answer of, well, we are definitely talking about Evolution 2, and we are amazed at the work that we have done with our women's division because the fans use their voice. Look, Nikki Bella said it was getting close to the time that the fans need to use their voice again. So maybe it's time to shape up with this women's division. Yeah, I mean... It's it's hard because like you look at you know Bianca Sasha they like so much so many success stories but at the same time now we're seeing you know the Riot Squad can't can't get on TV we're seeing Nia Jax Shane Baszler Tamina and Natalya face off six times in one month when again you you have plenty of other people that literally aren't getting on TV at all it's like you know I, it's just it's so confusing it's like it's just like I don't understand like how both things can be true at the same time it's just weird uh, you know you know. Big, again, I guess mixed bag and like almost paradox of like this. They, 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 they and so to be clear, so much... for anything that I'm saying about the women, it's also egregious that a guy like Kalisto was released. It's egregious that, you know, so many of these names have been let go because there should be room for them. But when it's such a laser focused company, you're, you are only going to get the one women's match. Granted, that women's match will headline WrestleMania, but it will headline WrestleMania as a means of representation rather than because these women are that damn good, and they are. And that is my gripe because, yes, the representation is important, but what's also equally important is that Sasha and Bianca, in terms of star power, trump 90% of the men's roster. So you got to have that balance. Yeah, you do. And uh, well, you, you just mentioned Sasha Banks. She was not on the show again tonight, uh, so I have to wonder if she's collecting that Star Wars action figure money. Yeah, she's making money. She is making bank. She is sitting at home going, "I have made history. They do not need me right now. I will come back when I damn well please." At the same time, obviously they do need her because because uh, we saw Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Natalya face off six times in one month. That's the last time I'll say it. But my gosh, like they SmackDown misses Sasha Banks at this point. It, it kind of seems like you know. Although I'm sure uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey will be a lot of fun. You know, Sasha Banks could be doing good things on the show too. So hopefully she'll be back sooner or later. At the same time, obviously she deserves time off, whatever it may be, however long it may be. Uh, I just think SmackDown has been a better show once she's been on it. So I have to hope that she'll be back sooner and later. I mean, and just to circle back here, Eddie Zahari pointing out, there are many women in Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and people we haven't seen yet in the PC. People are training. So they've got a deep roster. So, you know, I don't know. They, we've just to, we circle, circle back on it. There's, there's been a lot of talk about a second NXT show. So, 
maybe that's something we could see, you know, if it's on Peacock, whatever. And then I can't wait for Evolve Fusion. I can't. <laughs> like, like, look, I like this, but again, I'm gonna say again, Ember Moon should never have had to move back to NXT to be utilized ever. Yeah. Uh, James Espanto Fernando saying, I feel like the term 205 Live or Cruiserweight gets a negative connotation in WWE. Would rebranding 205 Live as the middleweight championship uh, give them a beautiful looking title might help turn things around? Well, they're talking to MLW, if you believe certain reports. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Hey, the term middleweight worked for you. Hey, can we have Leo Rush back? Because we also let Leo Rush go. <laughs> I mean, I this goes beyond the women or any specific division. It's just they're too inwardly focused on the same people. And I see a comment here from Herman Takar saying, Bliss and Lily for the women's tag team champions. If they do that, those titles need to go in the, into a dumpster. Okay? Like, how they, if you put the women's tag titles on a sock puppet, when Liv Morgan is sitting right there, I, I, I have no desire to see this. I will say I tweet I I very much agree. Like I, I, I if if Lily turns out to be like Nikki Cross, that's something like reunite Bliss Cross applesauce, and that's kind of fun. But if it's literally the sock puppet, that's 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 a no go. But I will say I, I tweeted tonight like, oh, I've had enough of the this feud of Nia Jax, Shane Baszler, Tamina, and Natalia. But at the same time, you know, it's given the tag title some prominence, and I got some flack for that. I'm like, it's not making the titles look good, but I'm just saying it's having them get on TV. So that's something because like I feel a lot of the time it feels like, you know, if not for a storyline like this, the titles wouldn't be doing anything at all. So I will say that is one silver, silver lining of this. Uh, I do like this that comment from Nando about the 205 Live versus the middleweight. I think that's a very cool idea. Uh, do I think WWE will do it? Not necessarily, but if we're just purely talking about, oh, I like this idea. I think that's a good a good idea. Um, I like it. I think that there's definitely some truth to, uh, you know, the, this negative connotation of cruiserweight because because of the way that they've been used in the past. And Nesha Kerr saying she hates how cruiserweights have been used, and that they, they could be used better, and that's certainly true. Um, so maybe that's that'd be if hey, if I were in charge, I would I would say hey, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Obviously, I am not. So uh, and same thing here. I think a, a peacock exclusive called the Brass Ring. Could be a lot of fun whatever that may be if it's a documentary if it's a if it's another show i don't know but uh nando with another, with another another big money idea i love it you know obviously a lot of uh oh, listen uh, i saw a brass ring back in uh march at the <laughs> AEW show and it looked a lot like sonic the hedgehog now, i'm not saying that sonic the hedgehog is bad but I, I just don't think that we need that on peacock maybe I don't know. Maybe if they did like this reality show competition where they had to like, okay, all right. Here's my pitch. What if they did like Money in the Bank in the in the in the headquarters, but and the same thing, and it was this like weekly series, and they had to like race through the the, the headquarters, and then at the top of the building was the was that a similar brass ring, and then that'd be, I don't know, a contract, a title shot, whatever. I, that I sounds fun. It. This is good. I like it. Now, it's fun just to think, like, here's what they could do to make things better or interesting, and then they don't. But it's fun to think about what could be. Uh, to share my no, thoughts I'll... on... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because I was going to say, like, I, I think that even though we're talking a lot here about what they can do better, this show tonight was one of the better outings. Yeah. But, we got you a know... comment saying it was, like, the best one of the year so far, and I'll agree. It was a great show. 
Um, what do we think about the AW and MLW partnership? Look, MLW is the under the radar brand in professional wrestling. I am a huge fan. You know, um, I think they're great. I think if the rumors are true, it'd absolutely be beneficial for all sides. Anything that gets Jacob Fatu on a global stage needs to happen now. Yeah. I will say I, I like this, you know, if, if there is truth to this report, um, I think it's exciting. I mean, MLW is, I mean, just in the past month alone, this company has like generated a lot of buzz. They're moving to Vice TV. We've gotten some comments about that. That starts tomorrow, at least uh, re- uh, footage from their library. And then we'll get some new uh, content uh, a little later in the summer. Um, I covered MLW when I first started working here. And I I, I really took, uh, I really liked it. I, they got guys like Loki, uh, Selena De La Renta is very talented. Reminds me a lot of, um, Selena Vega, so playing for a second, I think she's great. They've got um, uh, Fatu is another great one. Contra, they've got uh, the Von Erics. Like it is a great roster, and if we can get these guys, this the, some of these very talented people uh, on Peacock, on whatever it may be, and vice versa. If you send people that aren't being used on NXT to MLW, that's a good platform for them. Definitely could be uh, mutually beneficial. Uh, I think that that could be very good. So I'm hopeful if that is true that it could be very uh good for both sides but yes we should talk a little more just to close here about how good smackdown was tonight i mean i was i was excited going in it lived up to the hype i was very uh entertained throughout easy two hour two hour ride the main event got time so by the time the bell rang i'm like all right i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna enjoy this match that i'm getting for free on you know cable i've said this before cable's not free but i just mean not on a non-tv show i enjoy I, I like that you put on these these very high stakes matches on your weekly show, you make them feel more important. You, and obviously, guys, Dan and Brian Roman Reigns, very, very talented, stole the show. Um, again, have to think Dan and Brian will be going to NXT, maybe, you know, that might be in the works and like, from now. Yeah, like not right away, obviously, but yeah. Dan and Brian NXT, that might be fun. So, this was a very good show. If I, I'm going I'm to rate it, you know, I'm going to go, I'll go for a nine. You know, it hasn't like it takes a lot to go above like nine, let alone nine point five. But we're getting comments, you know, an eight to seven point nine. Robert, what do you think? I'm gonna give it a nine. That main event alone. Yeah, that main event. It's one of the things that if let, let's take our minds out of the twenty-something smart. We do this for a living. We do this all day. If you're like twelve, or you're like fourteen, fifteen, you're sitting at home and you're a wrestling fan. That's the kind of match. That like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to see this. This is the kind of match that reminds you of when I was younger and you saw Shawn Michaels and Triple H on Raw. And like, oh my god, I can't believe like this is free. Or Edge and Ric Flair in a TLC match. I can't believe this is free. This was an amazing main event. And the main event alone could have this show to nine for me. I think this was one of the better outings from WWE. Thumbs up all around. SmackDown is the A show. Oh, yeah. I, I wish we got more shows like this. I mean, I can't even remember the last time we got a show that had me feeling this excited, this, I don't know, nostalgic. This took, like you just said, it took me back to when I was a kid, when I was, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, loving wrestling, 100%. I still love wrestling very much, but yes, you know, you know we, do, we do this for a job. We do, you know, watch so much wrestling that it can feel, you know, we get a little numb to it. So you have this, this kind of great main event. You have just a top bottom fun show and it just, it does you know, reignite that, that 
uh, you know, it inherent... brings back like the passion and like yeah. just the fun of like, oh yeah, we watch this because it's fun, and you know. Know, know. Nando here exactly. That's the, I thought this like, several times tonight. The twelve-year-old me would have given it a nine, and or, or I'm not in the numeric sense. I meant uh, when I was watching tonight, I kept thinking like my you know younger self when I was 12, 13, I would have loved this. This has been like the highlight of my week. It still is because this was a very fun show. Absolutely. I liked it a lot. I. You know, shows like this really do make, you know, whether it's a, you know, bad episode of Raw or or whatever, or, you know, the not so good episodes of Snack or whatever it may be. It makes it makes the shows like this makes that easier to swallow because and and that's why we sit here week after week hoping for better because like we know they can do better. And it's just the fact they don't always do it on a consistent basis. That's where the problem is. You do get shows like this and you think, wow, that was great. And this is why I love wrestling. This is why I, I keep tuning in despite all the other stuff. Because every once in a while, you are going to get that kind of a, that golden nugget of a show. And you're going to like it. And it's going to be fun. And you're going to tune in next week hoping for more of the same. And maybe it won't be the same thing. But at the very least, you're going to... At the very least, you got Cesaro and Seth Rollins who might have stolen the show at WrestleMania. I'll uh, say. Like, that'll be a lot of fun. Continuation of Roman Reigns. And being a badass, that would be great. It should be a good few weeks leading up to WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. You know, and I, we've talked about it before. The, that show has a lot of retread or replay on it from WrestleMania, as the, as the name would suggest. And that's fine. But hopefully, you know, if they do the, the IC title, Fatal 4-Way, that's a little different. Um, if they find other ways to kind of shake it up. The fact we're getting Cesaro and Rollins next week makes me think that we'll get Cesaro and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. That could be another good way to shake it up a little bit. Um, so I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful that, you know, as we are on the final stretch to the next paper, we hear that, you know, it, it will be a fun ride and that we will get some more exciting things. But to close things out here, Eddie Zahari is saying 10 out of 10 next week if they bring back the fist. Yes. Next week's oh, show yes, will automatically be great if they do bring back the fist for the throwback edition. How whatever happens with it, whoever they bring in, yeah, it might be just a couple of uh, a couple of minutes of me just talking about the fist. Like that might be the review next week if we get the fist. One little comment here, just I like the idea as a former TNA fan. What if Dietrich SCA is saying? What if we get the six-sided ring that Impact used to have and do a yearly pay-per-view <laughs> only for the cruiserweights, like like the, like the X division? So you some... want them to do Destination X when they can barely book the cruiserweight division beyond uh, the Bollywood boys and ever rise. I mean, I like it in theory, but we'll see. What if they did this idea? Like, like he's saying, so six sided ring. I, although I don't know how they'd necessarily explain that. They don't always like acknowledge other companies exist. Sometimes they do, but what if they did that just for two Oh five live on Peacock as an exclusive thing? And like, I'm in some ways it's surprising. They haven't done more of that where they haven't done as much cruiserweight two Oh five live special shows like you got nxt nxt uk they have their own shows give peacock an event you know the or sorry not to give 205 live an event because obviously that's a show weekly show they've got storylines they've got a title seems pretty I don't, again we can sit here uh you know <laughs> suggesting ways they could do better i just think that's something they could do to make 205 live feel a little more important because the fact that it's like literally not promoted at all that's something they could do in theory but they probably won't and that's fine <laughs> yeah, and, but yeah, and you know whatever they do, we'll be here next week to talk about it. Even if uh, retro SmackDown or whatever they're calling it isn't as hot as it could be. Yeah, 
Well, you know, at the very least, Robert, we'll hold on to the memories of this one because this was a very fun show. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, whatever happens, like I said, we'll be back here next Friday to talk about the throwback edition of SmackDown. And overall here at WrestleMania, we, we do so much uh, hoping to keep you guys entertained to help you enjoy wrestling as we do, whether it's the Raw post show with myself and John Clark and uh, John and I also do the NXT post show. Uh, the, Dynamite, the Dynamite Dudes of Attitude cover AEW and they do WCW written for your, your fantasy booking needs. Definitely check that out. We've got great interviews coming at you guys. Bill, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Santa De Oro. Oro, formerly owned. Uh, he Sankara. interviewed Sankara. The Sankara. You know, the former Sankara, the former Hunico. Uh, Dominic Cruz Dom- interviewed Thunder Rosa. Definitely a great interview there. Absolutely. So, you know, so much great stuff coming out, you guys. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe, as I said. All the stuff available on whatever platform you want to use, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it be. Odds are we've got you covered. So leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you for listening. And Robert, a Starlight Tonight makes it easy to do what we always do. But even on even on the darkest times, the worst episodes of Raw, we do one thing here at WrestleZone. And what is that? We enjoy wrestling. You're damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody.